This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Welcome back, guys. DGS 405. Uh, last time to remind you to come out tonight to Capitol Grill, where we're having DGS night at Capitol Grill. Uh, lots of specials going on. You're coming, right? Well, I, I don't like, even what, know what about are we, it. The appetizer? Yeah. Like, we're doing something fun? And uh, we didn't... You have to listen to the show to know what's going on. I did on. listen, but I didn't get I heard invite. about it today. Yeah. I think I need to be up on my social media followings or yeah. something. Yeah. Get these important alerts. And you yeah. said you were only going to be there for like 15 minutes and then you're ducking out or something? No, like I think I'm just going to drive by real slow. <laughs> Away from the <laughs> car. Drive, everybody. Like the Pope. Awesome. Yeah. <laughs> that sounds like a blast. Remember the Pope Mobile? What if you yeah. had a portable Pope Mobile? You could just yeah. walk around in a case. <laughs> Look like a Tic Tac, like the That's a great idea. That's yeah, so fun. we'll be there from 6 p.m. to 8 p.m. Glover Burger and a glass of Merlot for 25 bucks. Ooh. 14 ounce bone in strip side and the all you can drink uh, orange swift wine for 70 bucks. Right? It's a good deal. Even if you don't like me, come out and just, just get just that. Just take advantage of the deal. Well, in that case. 100%. Yeah. <laughs> we'll be there. You're like, I both don't like you and love steak. So this is great. Uh, Megan and Jean, of course, here for the Think Tank. Uh, before I start asking my questions, anything you guys want to talk about? Anything on your mind? Like, ah, I bet Dave doesn't ask this, but this is actually important or interesting. Um, well, actually, my boyfriend told me today that there was an article in the New York Times about the water aquifers. Oh, your all boyfriend draining. <laughs> what? Oh, is that nice? nice to know that you have a boyfriend. Oh, it's the same one. He's After all of this, I'm coming to your happy hour talk. <laughs> <laughs> but. I was thinking about us here in the Midwest, how, mm-hmm. you know, people kind of look down on us. Like, why wouldn't you want to live on a coast? And I'm like, man, we're real lucky with this water situation, aren't we? Like, we, obviously, it will be a national problem. It will be an economic problem, right? Like, key areas not having enough water. It's scary. It's not good. But it makes me just feel really good about choosing to stay in Missouri. Like, mm. I'm like, okay. Didn't know it at the time, but some, some you know, thought... Unknown benefit. Yeah. Little things like water. Right. You know, just kind of that small little thing, having access to it. But I I was thinking about it when I heard you guys talking about poor Martha and her drama of her cocktail. And I was like, well, (laughs) this water situation is not improving for anybody any soon. And Martha walked right into it. But it is pretty scary and something to be grateful for living by the river. Lots of it. Right out of your freezer. It's amazing. Uh, Gene, anything from you? Anything on your mind? No, I, you know, I am, I, I love living here. The weather's been delightful, <laughs> you know, and I just really, I, I, I'm expecting a grandchild as we, we've talked about uh-huh. before. And I feel like really grateful and happy to live here. And I, you know, I hear about all this negativity and I guess I just kind of 
even though like I'm on Twitter, I'm I watch the news, it just kind of doesn't phase me. I'm good like for you. I'm like pretty happy. Like we have good relationships. Like I that stuff doesn't it doesn't really get me down. Like if I start thinking about like what our options look like they are for president of the the two leading candidates. I could go into a depressing mm-hmm. mode, but like I can't control that. So mm-hmm. I, you know, I can talk about it and comment on it, but like I, I just don't, I don't let it bother me. Um, so like, it's I really, feel great. it's really healthy, and it's also you, it points out how most of the rest of us we worry about things like who will be the next president as if it's our decision. Our solo alone decision, you know, like, oh, I'm really like, no, we can only do what we can do. We we vote, which is the most important thing, um, which I was impressing upon Phoebe now that she's 18, that she can vote. And she's like, yeah, maybe I will. Maybe I will. And all three, Marina, Nick and I, once you're like, no, you will. You will. <laughs> yeah. We're not going to tell you who to vote for. You don't have to tell us who you voted for. But this is, I believe, an obligation. It not is. just a right. It yeah. should be. People should be more proud of it. I went to the Festival of Nations over the weekend and when you walk through a park in the city and see that many tens of thousands of people all there to celebrate the diversity of culture that we have in this region that is because people wanted to move to this country Mm -hmm. like it gives you goosebumps. Like People wanted desperately to be here to be able to do the thing that too many of our people don't appreciate and don't take advantage of and it was really cool. It's always cool to see um, but it really makes you have even more of an appreciation for our region. We are an incredibly diverse, interesting and oh, unique yeah. place. Yeah, and with all the neighborhoods and all that. Well, the other thing is that there was interesting. We're talk- I was in this, like, focus group a couple weeks ago at a conference, and they were talking about happiness. And, like, this is important, this is important, and so is happiness. And I'm like, well, how do you measure happiness? Because to me, it's a decision, right? Like, you decide if you're going to be happy. And if you go out and you talk to people, you can talk to people who've had, like, the worst things happen to them. And they're still happy. And then we all have that friend that has everything in the world going for, for them. And they just can't figure out how to be like they're always complaining or they're down or they feel like a victim. And so to me, I'm like, how do you measure happiness if your attitude is so much of that is sort of what you create? Right. Like and I'm not saying bad things don't happen. But honestly, you can if you go out there, you can talk to people who've had terrible things yeah. and they they figure it out, you know. Growing up, <clears throat> being a child of the 60s and 70s, raised by a World War II vet uh, whose favorite phrase was, I'll give you something to cry about. Yeah. <laughs> like victimhood was just it, it just wasn't even a concept. It wasn't something that was allowed, you know, to be a victim. Can we pinpoint when that changed? I mean, was there a, a an event? Well, and it's people who feel like a victim are miserable. And that's why, like, you see these things, you know, about youth being really depressed because you don't have control, right? Like, if you take control of your life and you decide you're going to be happy, then you have control. If you're a victim, that means things are happening to you Mm -hmm. that are controlling you. And it's very difficult to have happiness if you feel like you don't control anything. So I I think, I, I don't know when it changed, but there's definitely an emphasis on victimhood and it's celebrated to a certain extent in culture and because of that, you have a lot of people trying to find a way to be a victim. Yeah. And we can all find something because all of us have suffered in some way for some reason. Yeah. Right. Right. Um, do you have any thoughts on that being a millennial and having seen it kind of happen during your adulthood? Yeah, it does seem like uh, hmm, with the younger generations, you're kind of expected to have a sob story a little bit. It's currency in a way. Um, in a way that I don't really remember that being a thing when I was in high school necessarily, but now it's like, 
oh, well, what happened to you? And it's it's just interesting to see the way the culture has kind of shifted and that's become more acceptable. Whereas in the past, it felt like something you would hide. Well, it's the sharing, right? Like we share everything. Mm-hmm. Social media, you're encouraged to share everything, which in turn leads you to compare yourself to other people and what other people have going on. And it becomes this whole like self-serving circle, I think. And it has pervaded everything because like look at our politics right now. Like we have a man who's a former president running for president who is the biggest victim in the country, right? He is the victim constantly. He's the victim. No accountability, no responsibility. The blaming continues. And that has now pervaded the party. It's pervaded the rest of culture. It's pervaded the rest of politics. To an extent, it happens on the left, right? We're constantly searching for a way to victimize or be victimized. So it it is really sad because it is generally unhappiness. It's leading to a, a culture of unhappiness. Miserable. Yeah. yeah misery. I think we, like I, I was watching Gene your face when, when Megan was saying that, and I said this on the show last week, I tend to agree with Megan that uh, Donald Trump plays the victim like no one I've ever seen, and it's created a whole deal. Or he's the most persecuted man in the history of the world, and I just don't see it. But I don't see any middle ground. There's no middle ground There's no there. middle ground. No. <laughs> yeah, I think either he's just playing the victim, or he really is being persecuted by uh, the Illuminati or something, and I'm just too jaded to see what's going I, on. I do think that a lot of people feel like um there are two there are two systems of justice and it's not like okay like here people say well of course hunter biden got an, an easy deal because he's rich and powerful and that's always happened but it seems like it's more about if you don't align with us ideologically then we're going to persecute you so if you um for example, like during the, the lockdowns, like if you agree with us politically and you want to come out in March, you don't have to wear a mask. You don't have to worry about being too close to somebody as long as you're with us politically. And it's this it's the same sort of thing where they, you know, the FBI burst into this man's home because he was praying outside of a abortion clinic. Right. Like what about the people who are out there looting in the streets? Well, if they're ideologically with you, then we're just going to let them do that. So it, it I think there are a lot of people who are identifying with Trump because of the the two tiered systems of justice and a lot of people who a few months ago would have told me, you know, there's no way I'll vote for him again are saying, well, I'm just tired of them, you know, constantly coming after us and they're identifying with him because they feel persecuted for their faith. And you, I don't know if you I think you're saw, right about that. The yeah. story about the kid who had the Gadsden flag and tell me. So uh, it was all over Twitter today, but, but a kid had a Gadsden flag on his backpack and they sent him home because they said it was a symbol of slavery and the kids like knew what it was from like from the the revolution and it's about freedom and he's been sort of persecuted because of having that flag and called a white supremacist and a racist his kids like 10 or 12 I don't, i'm not gonna have all the facts right so for forgive me but like sort of symbolizes this like if this is perceived as some sort of you're victimizing somebody then we're going to persecute this kid who even if it was something that was a symbol i i still think you could handle it maybe in a different way these are teachable moments for kids and if you're telling them you show up something with somebody else may potentially find offensive even if they're wrong about Mm -hmm. its origin you're going to get punished as opposed to saying what is this really about like why are why did you decide you know, did your parents tell you to? Or did you read about it? Tell us about what, why this is important to you. 
and and learn about it as opposed to just rush to judgment and we're going to, you know, swipe back at anybody who we perceive as being against our ideology. Yeah, if I if I were a wizard and I could make a couple things happen, um I would make it so that we disagree better and that we ignore each other better. <laughs> Yeah. Like we've lost the art of ignoring each other. We not ignore everything each other needs all a comment. Time. Yeah. Like not everything needs to be responded yeah. to, commented and Ra- Rach, on. That's your big thing. Yeah. Like you don't have to have a take. You don't have to take have a take on every single thing. But they mm-hmm. insist. I mean, I get calls all the time from reporters because they're like, well, the governor hasn't commented on this. I'm like, does he have to comment on whatever? Like, well, we need a Republican to make a statement about this. And I'm thinking, do you really? Like, whatever it is, I mean, generally speaking, it's not that big of a deal. And I'm like, maybe. I don't think these things are important. Maybe that's on me. But do we really have to respond? Do we have to have a comment on every single thing that happens? It's hard to be still in this culture and our country, like to just sit with things or process information before thinking or take the time because it does take effort to like apply common sense and be introspective and think about your own like biases and why you might think a certain way. And that's that's not encouraged in like a, a constant moving, constant doing culture, which is 100 percent what yeah. we have become. We still have a long way to go and a lot of trials to have in Joe Biden's health and such. But as you sit here right now, uh, what do you feel like the chances are that it's a, a rematch of last time? I just thinking about it actually makes me want to laugh because it's so astonishing that we could end up back in the exact same place. Like, what is happening to us as a people that we are going to allow ourselves to end up in the same situation we were in four years ago? It is really something to behold. It really is. The, the longer it goes, the closer we get to next year where nothing's changed, it seems more likely. But I'm reminded of how quickly things can change, particularly in politics. Um, and both of these guys are pretty old, you know, so something could potentially happen just because they're they're old and when you're old you have a lot of health issues well and just think of how pivotal the month of march was in 2020 right like that month alone changed everything joe biden surged in south carolina everyone thought he was over COVID happens lockdown starts like that month alone changed the entire trajectory of the campaign and the obama i mean mccain was ahead and then the market Mm -hmm. crashed and that changed everything. So, yeah, still hope that we won't all be completely dumbfounded well, as be, to how we found ourselves back here. Still be t- we will still be picking apart each other's candidate. A hundred percent. At least let's not do the same one exactly like, all over right. again. That's all I'm, because I'm hopeful for. Because there's nothing new to say. No. You know, like, Isn't it weird that like, if a 70-year-old got in the race, we'd be like, oh, finally some youth. <laughs> it, right? It is really amazing. I think about that a lot. That like I like... I'm not that young anymore. And yet when in the industry I work in, when I look around, like I'm still the young person and mm-hmm. that doesn't really add up. Like, you know, like we should be wanting the changing yeah. of the guard I, a bit. I do think, though, I, I think as president, you want somebody with some experience. And I know there are a lot of people who are excited about Vivek Ramaswamy and like we need new blood in there. And I'm like, you know, somebody who works in politics and works with these politicians you do need somebody who has a clue about what's going on, how yeah. to appoint people, what he, they're going to do. He's the wrong young guy. Yeah. I mean, you don't make somebody the general of the army if they've never served, right? So it's the same kind of thing. They need some sort of government experience. Um, a fresh take is great, but there's no replacement for having some experience. Yeah. We'll you talk- mean fighting with Eminem is not good enough <laughs> to be president of the United States? We'll uh, talk to the ladies right after this again. Let me tell you. 
Okay, we're here with Megan and Gene, Think Tank. We literally have like two minutes. I'll give you each a minute on the debate. Just whatever stood out to you, what you liked, what you didn't. Gene, thoughts? I thought Nikki Haley did herself a lot of good. Agreed. She did She did great. And all the women I talked to thought she did fantastic. Um, and that's really going to help her, help her raise money, raise her profile. DeSantis did what he needed to do. Um, and that was to continue to show people in the states where it's important that he can do this. And he did. He escaped any attacks. I think Vivek is he's going to come and go. I find him incredibly annoying, but other people think he's in the greatest thing <laughs> yeah. ever. So it just depends on, you know, but again, he's a populist and I'm more of a traditional Republican. Yeah. So, yeah. I did not watch it. I was feeling not well last week. I already had a headache, and I was like, why would I compound this? I'm just going to enjoy rewatching The Sopranos instead, mm-hmm. which learned just about as much from, you know, two decades old Sopranos as you would from the Do you Republican think Trump will beat the next one? I don't know. I, I mean, I hate having to predict what he's going to do because he's so yeah. unpredictable. <laughs> I think he would be smart to go because they're gaining on him while he's gone. But I think he's got I mean, he's got so many court dates. I mean, that's yeah. part of the issue. And here's my question. Say he and all this stuff happens after the election. He gets elected. How's he going to run the country if he's going to be in court all the time? I mean, th- and I don't know if they're done. So and some of the charges, I think, are overblown, but some of them are very serious, and he could be convicted. So, it's I mean, he could end up in jail and president. So people should think about that when they well, go speaking to Speaking of the Sopranos, like yeah. running from prison. Okay, that's, that's right. going to be it's wonderful. It's possible, but what is he going to do? Are they going to have, like, the so secret, what, secret service with them in the cell? What I mean, mess. it's crazy. 440 DGS and X. So Polly purebred Rach was a villain today. I, I was. I, you know, sometimes you just do the wrong thing and you don't even realize it until after the fact. Went over to Blondie's today. It's a coffee shop downtown. I got a delicious watermelon refresher. Mm, so You really good. like that thing. It was really, really surprisingly amazing. I mean, I, not that I thought it was going to be bad, but it was. It just hit the spot. It was really good. Um, and as I was sitting and waiting for my drink, I am trying to get better at editing videos on my phone because that's the way of the future and all the kids are doing it and I want to be able to throw together, together a TikTok or a reel if I'm called upon to do that. So I had taken a bunch of footage of just like blondies because it's a really cute little coffee shop and I'm sitting editing it together and then I added a sound on TikTok because I'm just trying to make a little TikTok video to practice and I wanted to hear what it sounded like with the sound so I turned the volume up on my phone and I played music out of my speaker in public and I felt bad about it. Oh my God! That's the that's lamest it? villain story I've ever heard. I knew, it's, like I a knew whole, it was... it's like a terrible offense. You're not supposed to do that in public. Listen that's to this. Really I knew annoying. It was You've be been hanging like out that. with Amy Mark scores too much. <laughs> I knew it was going to be something. I like sat that. at a McDonald's yesterday while I like, getting getting stuff done at the car. I just had time to kill, so I'm sitting there. They have the regular PA music playing. Mm-hmm. There's a guy two seats away conducting office calls and talking at the top of his lungs. Like he's in his office taking phone calls. And I got two ladies over here having some kind of, I don't know, Bible study. And they're playing. No, they were. Like, seriously, they were. And they were playing their own, like, gospel music over top of all the other stuff (laughs) for 25 minutes. See, it's very annoying and it's wrong. But what you did did was not that. 
Well, but I still played music off of my speaker. It was pretty quiet. I doubt anyone heard it, but I felt bad about it. My Man. shoes were untied on the bus. Oh, oh stop. That was so evil. <laughs> I'm trying to own up to my mistakes over here. Hey, Rachel, you're such a good person that you thought that was that bad. <laughs> Do you I was know? the villain in my own story. <laughs> Do you have any idea how many kids on bikes Andrew has killed while driving? <laughs> On Route 3. While reading while and reading. driving in the left lane. He, has, he doesn't know. I he sure just, don't. He finds another dent in a little tennis shoe. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> That's making me sad. Megan, I, Megan's like, why is there a backpack stuck on the front of your car? Oh, somebody put it there. <laughs> oh, must have hit somebody again. <laughs> Can I do a headline? Yes. Reward yourself daily with the Schnooks Rewards app. It's headlines. I forgot how to do that. Okay. This is a terrifying headline. A worm was plucked from a woman's brain. This happened in Australia. A woman had been admitted to the hospital after experiencing forgetfulness and worsening depression over the course of three months. Uh, The surgeons performed a biopsy and used forceps to pull out a parasite which was a worm that measured three inches long. So they were not expecting to find this. They went in to do a biopsy, noticed a worm sticking out of this woman's brain, pulled it out, and they said, up until now, uh, it was not previously known to be a human parasite, but we're going to watch out from this thing from now from now on. It's a Australian native round worm that Wheels, made its way into that the long. woman's brain. There's a lot of stuff in Australia that wants to kill you. <laughs> Ugh, just thought that was You know, I might be gross. relieved if they found a worm in my brain. Like, it, it could explain things. Yeah. Like, if it's a real a-hole worm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Little bald bearded worm who's just snarky yeah. about everything. He's always telling you you're stupid. Yeah, makes jokes yeah. about kids That's getting hit. That's the voice in your head. <laughs> yeah. It's the worm. Yeah. The worm's like, gee, and I'm like, thank you. <laughs> Get out of there. It's a friggin' worm. Oh, no. <laughs> He starts doing lives. <laughs> Where am he? Here He'll for? be like, let me tell you about the pasta house. <laughs> I call him the sexy Gelman. Because it's the timing. The sexy Gelman. <laughs> it's called Dumpkin Spice. It's funny because it's a play on words. Like, shut up, worm. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network, from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. 
Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply.